I wasn't kidding when they say that they want their money before you die. There's a life expectancy table. There's actually three of them. And you use the, the factor per your age, divide it into the market value of the account, and whatever that value is, that's what you have to distribute by the 31st of the year. Wow. That's what you owe taxes on. <laughs> Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Roberts. We're back in the studio again with another awesome interview with another awesome person. This guy, in particular, is a personal friend of mine. His name is Keaton Munster, and he is an IRA guru from Quest Trust Company, a company that really specializes in IRAs for the purpose of investing in alternative investments that include real estate, notes, oil and gas, and private placements. They have an Austin office, and they are all about providing value to other people. Keaton is a great guy. He Honestly, I went to college with him. We used to have a good time, throw back a few brewskis, and I'm glad that this relationship has lasted. Uh, Today, Keaton really kind of informed Matt and I and will inform you guys about what IRAs are, why they're beneficial, and a lot of the misconceptions about IRAs. And honestly, I mean, I just really enjoyed learning about his story, about where he's from, uh, and then kind of diving into the specifics of IRAs and why they're so important for your financial future. So if you guys have any questions about IRAs, please reach out to Keaton. He is the man. They also have a bunch of events that they put on at Quest here at the Austin office. Without further ado, here's my good buddy, Keaton. Keaton, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, so you and I have known each other for quite a long time now. Yeah. Um, when we first met, was in San Marcos <laughs> at Texas State. Right. Um, which was an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I kind of want to dive into your story for the listeners um, before that. Okay. So you're from Louisiana originally, right? Correct, yes. What part? Uh, South Louisiana. So um, I grew up in Donaldsonville, which is about an hour and a half south of Baton Rouge. Okay, cool. So way south. Nice, yeah. 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 Um, whole family's from there. You know, mom and dad's family grew up in New Orleans. So uh, Okay. It was inevitable for us to be there, and then I ended up coming to Houston uh, when I was 13. Okay. Um, was that because of Katrina? Or no, what? no, no, no. So okay. I, yeah, I got lucky enough, thank, uh, you know, thank God, but, you know, my family had some stuff. We went back, but, I mean, we moved because my dad's in oil and gas. Okay. So he ended up in Houston sure. for obvious reasons. Right, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it helped branch out to different opportunities. Yeah. Because, you know, southeast Louisiana growing up down there or Houston, Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah, I right. got you. Um, and so you came to Houston and you were in the Cypress area? Cypress, yeah. Northwest Houston, Cypress, Texas. Okay, right. cool. Um, and then what did you do for college, I guess, in your freshman year? Is I was this, I was, I was at community college. Uh, I was at uh, CyFair or Lone Star College, which is the, the CyFair community mm-hmm. college area. And then I transferred up to San Marcos, Texas State. And right. That's where we met each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did a similar uh, path with I went to Austin Community College for the first couple of years to right. save some money and kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Um, during that time, did you know what you wanted to do like in high school, transitioning into college? Uh, when I started college, I actually wanted to be an architect. And then me I, uh, too. yeah, I realized how much work it was and yeah, how me too. the fail rate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I still really wanted to do it. So I kind of tried a little bit more and then I realized, you know, this is, uh, it, it's something that I didn't want to fail at. So I wanted to do something that I knew I was good at, which was sales. Okay. So then I went into marketing and then, um, you know, business, uh, administration mm-hmm. and that's what I was focusing on 
trying to get into the finance side, but I didn't really want to, you know, be a banker or be a, you know, a broker or anything like that. I wanted to work with people and see what, you know, opportunities are out there. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly got into real estate and then, you know, that's how I'm here now. (laughs) Yeah. How did you uh, find out or how did you learn that you were good at sales? Uh, I mean, more so, I guess, whenever I was younger, it was just easier for me to work in like retail, talk to people, you know, uh, be able to explain different things. And I was like, man, this is something that's not, it came easy to me. Uh So I didn't think, uh, you know, anything outside of why not try to just be better at this? What can I, you know, do to succeed in this field? Just not retail, obviously. I wanted to, you know, keep moving up in, in the world. But I guess that's just one thing that made me think, all right, well, I'm good with people. Why don't I, you know, go in a field where I can help people? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to be like a, I guess, medical worker, social worker, I wanted to be in the business world. So right. sales and advertising marketing is kind of where I projected myself. And that's what I went to school for, inevitably. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And then, so like with your dad working in oil and gas, did that ever, did that have an effect on you of like, that you kind of wanted to go in that direction? Or did you stray away from that because your dad was in nah, oil and gas? I mean, I thought about it, you know, it's always been, uh, you know, um, an exciting field for most young people because you realize, oh, man, I can make a lot of money in this field. Sure. Do I want to be an engineer? Do I want to go work offshore? Do I want to do, you know, the the financial side of it, which is what my dad did? Um, and I thought about it, and then, you know, I realized that you have to go to school for different things, and I was just already so stuck on wanting to stay in, in advertising and marketing, and um, I kind of just focused on it. But I did think about it. Yeah. Like a lot of kids probably did in Texas. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially in Houston, yeah. Right. Um, and so... Uh, you transferred to Texas State, mm-hmm. and did you end up ultimately graduating from Texas State? Right, yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, got your degree in? It's a business, business. administration, yeah. Okay. With a, a focus in finance, like a minor. Gotcha. Right. Um, and then did you have a, a job lined up when you graduated, or was it like <laughs> no, figure I didn't. it out? Yeah, because, I mean, finance is, you know, there's so many different options, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I moved back home, and uh, I was working for a friend of mine's company for a little while, and then, you know, I was constantly applying for jobs. I had my uh, resume and everything out on Indeed and Monsters.com and, you know, applying here and there where I could. Sure. And, um, you know, after about a year and a half, I finally got a call from Quest. Wow. Uh, This was 2016, and it was Quest IRA when we were still a third-party administrator. And I started in accounting. Okay, wow. data entry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, finally, you know, there's opportunities at Quest. I mean, it's it's really cool to be able to move up as quick as possible, uh-huh. but you just have to, you know, obviously put the work in, right? Um, so there was an opportunity, and I jumped at it, and now I'm an IRA specialist. How long did, you, did it take you to find that job? Uh, about a year and a half before I, I was able to finally get something out of college. Oh, wow. And right. were you trying to be in Austin or just going for whatever job? No, I was I was in Houston because I was, you know, that's where I'd moved back to. That's where the family was, and I, that's that was the idea. And then I realized there was move opportunities at Quest mm-hmm. uh, to move to new offices, potentially open new ones whenever there would be ones, mm-hmm. and... Um, the minute they said that they were expanding the Austin office, I threw my name out there, and about a year later, I finally got the opportunity to come up here. Wow, nice. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, and so now, uh, I guess, what are you guys doing at Quest? Like, what um, what do you have going on at the Austin office? Uh, so this is going to be our second full year uh, as a, a fully functional office in Austin. Um, so we mainly do a lot of the educational events, and I think you guys might have... Uh, either been to one of our mixers or we had planned on working with with you guys before but yeah. uh, it's more focused on education for our clients and giving them an opportunity to network at like a free event uh simply because we don't as a trust company we don't give advice mm-hmm. so we can't say you know hey it's a great investment bad investment we can't give them tax advice or legal advice mm-hmm. but we spe- specifically put together 
um, you know, events like our Lunch and Learns on Thursdays, um, our Trillion Dollar Mixers once a month, and bring in guest speakers or have our own original content so that people can understand the different strategies, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that, that way they understand, oh, I can use my retirement account outside of the public market. Mm-hmm. I'm a real estate investor. Now I know how to make money doing that. Let's do it with tax-free money, mm-hmm. right? Why is it that the it seems like there's just so many regulations and things you got to be careful about? Like, what's the point of all that? Inside of a self-directed IRA? Yeah, well, like you were saying, like, we can't give advice. And I know, oh, like, right. you kind of got to tiptoe around. And right. Similar with, like, people raising money for syndications, like... I think it, it comes down to just certifications and, and your, um, whatever you're, you're qualified to do. Like, I'm a certified IRA services professional through the Institute of Certified Bankers, America's Banking Association. Um, so I'm spe- I specialize in understanding the retirement account laws and how the IRS regulates specific retirement assets in the accounts. Whereas, like, um, you know, a Series 7 licensed broker, those guys understand how the trade, the market right, works. Right, they they, they follow the trends and everything. Whereas... A lot of times you'll talk to somebody and they'll say, oh, well, I was told self-directed IRAs are, you, are, are, are legal or they're sketchy or you can't own real property, but it's because they're not used to that specific type of investment, right? Hmm. I, I don't know anything enough about the stock market to help my clients, but I know how the real estate market works and how the structure of a, a real estate asset is inside of a retirement account to be able to educate them on their options. Hmm. And what different types of IRAs are there? So there's, there's your personal plans. Well, those are the ones most people are, are familiar with, right? So your traditional IRA and your, your Roth IRAs. Um, and then you have self-employment plans for, you know, individuals who own their own companies, which nowadays a lot of people are, right? Yeah. Um, the SEP IRA and the simple IRA are very similar to a traditional IRA in regards to how it's taxed. Um, and you get, you know, your uh, deductions on contributions as an employer. Um, you can allow your employees to contribute to it if you, if you want, depending on the plan. And then there's uh, the beautiful solo self-directed 401k that a lot of people are interested in now because, again, there are a lot of people who are becoming self-employed. Um, it's a really exciting account, super dangerous. There's a lot of uh, requirements that you um, have to follow through or you know, meet to be able to qualify for the account. Um, and they could be you know, benefits as well if you understand how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the you know, specialty accounts. Health, everybody's got health expenses, so you have your HSA. And then everyone, you know, that's having kids or plan to have kids, they have the covered L education account uh, for qualified education expenses. All of it can be self-directed in real estate. And you estate. can have all these accounts through Quest? Is yes, that right? sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Seven accounts in total. You can have every single one with Quest and use them all together for real estate investments. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with today, I know that you guys do a ton of education, um, but what does your day-to-day look like? Because I know that you said... You know, when you first started uh, in college, you're like, you know, I'm good at sales, so I want to like head down that direction. Right. Does that align with what you're doing now, day to day? Yeah. So part part of the um, reason why I deal with more sales and I deal with the education is because the IRA mm-hmm. specialist, as the educators, you know, for our clients, we work directly in the marketing department. Mm-hmm. So we work closely with our marketing uh, directors, coordinators, event planners, and and the executives to make sure that the events go well, so we can broadcast our product, right? Sure. And our product is our knowledge and the education that we provide. Um, but a day-to-day for me is really, you know, get in the office, make sure everybody's good to go for any uh, events that we have planned for the day, check my calendar to make sure I've got my call set up with specific clients that I might have talked to uh, or scheduled throughout the week. Um, we have a new junior IRA specialist in the Austin office, Mason. He's uh, doing well, but he works directly under me, so I make sure that he's good to go for the day. Uh-huh. Um, and then working with Ingrid and Katie. Um, Ingrid's our marketing officer uh, that runs the, the office. Yep. Katie's our marketing coordinator to make sure that marketing is good to go, events are planned, anything coming up for the week is scheduled. Uh, we have our materials and everything good to go. And then I just I take calls, take client meetings, discuss you know account opening processes, funding, 
uh, investments, what you can and can't do, uh-huh. um, pretty much from 830 to 530. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so am I understanding this right, that you, it's, I'm kind of thinking of you guys as like a ship or something mm-hmm. where you, you offer people an opportunity to get on board and then they can direct it wherever they want it to go. So you right. guys market and let people know what you do. And then get them on and set them up, right. and then they can kind of take that path based on where they want to invest. Is exactly, that, yeah, one hundred percent. It's a truly self-directed account. Um, again, so we, since we don't give the advice or endorse products or, or deals, uh, it's truly self-directed. They, it's an IRA that follows the same rules that any other retirement account would, but they actually get to go out and do the fun part. You know, right. find their investment, not choose from a list, um, do their own due diligence on the property or the, the borrower or the company they want to invest in. And then they come to Quest and say, hey, this is what I want to use my money for. What's the next step? And then we help them facilitate what docs they need, you know, who they need to reach out to, and then our internal stuff before we review it and fund it. Hmm. Interesting. So why, like, what what would be a reason why people would not come to you to set up their IRA? Um, Again, it it depends on the market. So if it's a a publicly traded investment, they wouldn't be able to do it with us. Uh, But a lot of people also want to do more of a, a fully controlling or fully control their retirement account. So they'll want to do things like checkbook control. Um, they'll want to be able to manage it all themselves and, you know, facilitate all documentation. Mm. Uh, so we don't, we don't hold it uh, checkbook control IRAs at Quest. We take a conservative approach on it. It's not necessarily because they're, you know, bad, illegal, anything wrong with them. They're just dangerous if the wrong person, you know, has control of it mm-hmm. because there are things called prohibited transactions uh, that could blow up an IRA. Um, it's basically the IRS saying that you can't buy, sell, loan, trade, or extend a service to the IRA mm. or the IRA to the account holder or any specific individuals. And a lot of times when you get accounts like that, clients and individuals will go through doing a transaction or, you know, write a check or anything like that without realizing how bad it can be. Um, and it'll blow it all up. And then basically your IRA ceases to exist from that point. You owe taxes and, and, and additional penalties on top of it, mm. and it could just create a headache. So we try to steer away from it because you don't need it if you have the right custodian, which what we believe we do at Quest is, you know, to keep people from getting away from those those mistakes, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And the and the basics of it is a tax-deferred bucket where you put your money. Right, right tax-deferred yeah. and then potentially tax-free if you do the Roth IRA. Um, so have you, um, have you I guess, taken the leap into investing in real estate? Yeah. I, I've done one investment so far. Oh, cool, man. Right. Yeah, I was uh, really trying to learn more as much as I could before I dove right in. Sure. You know, some people just dive in and, you know, hit their base Lose concrete. money, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've done one small, I partnered with a, a few of my fellow colleagues on a, uh, a note, just a, a short, like, gap loan for, nice. you know, rehab uh, through my HSA. Okay, cool. Um, and I plan on doing more note investing as I uh, continue to move forward as a, as a new investor uh-huh. and into this field. Uh, but I really, really want to get into syndications. That's my main goal, end goal, eventually, you know, the next, you know, five to ten year plan. Sure, you yeah. syndicate your own deals? Hopefully, yes, yeah. that's my Apartments my or just? Um, commercial property to start with mm-hmm. and then, then really the big ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apartments, hotels, you know, that's obviously... The biggest goal, you mm-hmm. know, I, I set on the, the, the far future. Nice. Yeah. Are you doing anything with that right now to prepare or just? Uh, I'm actually going to be starting for personally going to, you know, different uh, uh, educational events, mm-hmm. um, trying to, you know, follow the people that are doing it successfully in Austin and mm-hmm. see, you know, who I need to bump shoulders with, network with, who I need to learn from. Nice. Um, but I mean, just at Quest and the education that we bring in, yeah. I get, you know, to, to learn from people like... Um, Brad Sumrock and anybody in his apartment investor mastery group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have other, you know, syndicating uh, personnel and people in the industry that come out sometimes too. So Yeah, right. and the connections probably yeah. that you're making. It helps out. I mean, and, and I deal a lot more with um, the business-to-business relations. So, yeah, we deal with clients individually on a daily basis. Sure. Uh, but I like to focus more on 
a specific group or a company or an individual that's trying to help other people or mm -hmm. refer them to be able to use their IRA to invest in maybe their deal. Mm -hmm. um, so I do meet a lot of syndicators like that that say, hey, you know, I've got this big project. I've got some guys that have IRA money. How, do, how, do, how does this work? Mm -hmm. So I always set meetings and sit down and explain to them how they can refer people over, how those individuals can work with Quest, everything that's entailed. So it makes it a smooth, easy, well-oiled uh, process. So that way the client sees how easy it is to actually invest outside of the market. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, and so like, uh, with the way, I guess with networking, let's say, mm -hmm. um, has that been uh, a big, um, factor with you growing quest and growing your portfolio and your network? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we were able to move from, you know, one small little office, uh, a suite, if you will, inside of a building in Houston mm -hmm. to branch out from, you know, I think it was like seven to 10 employees you know, back starting in about 2003 to, you know, 2020. And we've got three fully functional offices with 150 plus employees. Um, you know, we have two billion in assets under management, over 16,000 clients. So, and, and that all started with Quincy and Nathan, the brothers who started this company, uh -huh. branching out and doing networking events, traveling all over the nation, whether they're driving there and back, quick flight in and out to go speak at an event about self-directed IRAs, um, you know, working with people uh, all over the, the nation. Uh -huh. So, uh, I don't know if I had told you guys before, but our expo last year, we had this huge uh, um, expo over a three-day period. It's okay. the second one that we did. And that's something that we're, we bring people from all over the nation in, experts, uh, mm -hmm. you know, individuals, gurus, to speak on a topic. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously, investors are going to all want to come together. So putting those events together and networking helps blow up more business opportunities, different areas. You right. Know, you know, able to, to bring more employees on to help more clients. Yeah. More That's investors. some fast growth. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. 2003, I think, is whenever, uh, exactly whenever Quest IRA was established. And then um, uh, November of 2018, we became Quest Trust Company. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I know you said your plan is like to start getting into syndication. Mm -hmm. um, how does that affect you with uh, Quest? So it's like, do you have a plan to like retire early and just focus on, you know, investing in real estate or, you know, the syndication, mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, do you want to continue with quest or do you know at this point or what's both, the long term right, goal right for now? You? It's both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do want to eventually leave quest. Um, I mean, and, and one thing that you'll, you'll hear Nathan, uh, the president of the company, Nathan Long, he'll say that, you know, we groom professionals for success. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times they know, you know, that the people that go into management executive status, they're going to eventually leave and do bigger and better things. Um, but you know, working while, while we're working at quest, I'm also building my network. I'm yeah. helping people out doing what they need to do, teaching people like Mason, one of our new guys, how to do what I did, uh, to be able to, you know, take on more responsibility for himself. So then I can keep moving up and doing bigger and better things at quest. And then eventually, you know, do my own thing and become a syndicator full time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> full time real estate investor and not just an IRA specialist, part time real estate investor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Um, and do you want, I know, because like I know your parents are in Houston and you still have family in Louisiana, mm -hmm. uh, but you kind of jumped at the opportunity to, to come to Austin. Is right. the plan to stay in Austin? As of now, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to stay in Austin 100%. And then if I end up going somewhere else to potentially help open a new office, I sure. do want to come back to Austin. This okay, is, cool. This is where I this is where I want to call home base. Um, this is where I would want to definitely have an office, uh, run my business, you know, main main hub in the in the future. Uh, but I mean, anywhere and everywhere is a cool place to be if, if it's a you know business opportunity. Yeah, right. for sure. Right. Um, what is it about Austin that I guess that you love so much? Um, I fell in love with it when I was in college. Right. In Austin, hanging out, going to lakes, and and, and uh, seeing friends that had family here. Um, the opportunity, especially for our age group, you know, our, our generation, 
it's awesome. Yeah. And being able to network with people that are in the same mindset and the same field as I am and my age and as they're as uh, aggressive as I am when it comes to wanting to grow and move on and start stuff and get going. It's just, it's way more attractive. Now there's nothing wrong with it being, you know, Houston or anything else because there are individuals like that everywhere. But as most people know, you know, with the way society is moving, with how awesome the economy of Austin is going right now with companies moving air, job opportunities and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be kind of crazy to, you know, to leave this area right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Especially sure. in this industry. Right. I'm sure you guys can attest to that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's just opportunity in any direction. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, man. With quests like event wise. Um, so we have, uh, you know, our, our lunch and learns we have every Thursday. That's for anybody and everybody right. to come to. They're at noon. We give you lunch. It's about an hour long, and then we just, you know, network as long as you want. Uh-huh. Uh, usually there's at least one, maybe two original content classes, whether it's our basics class, like there will be this Thursday, um, or, you know, something like a Roth conversion class, how to analyze them and make sure it's something you want to do, uh, or a case studies class. Or we'll bring people in, you know, say, for instance, you know, Tree Holmes wanted to come hang out and, and give a lunch and learn presentation. You know, we have a guest speaker to come give their their information again thursdays right yeah at the uh, lunch and learns is it always a different guest speaker or is it you guys talking about iras mostly just, it varies it depends it's usually either a, a quest uh representative speaking on you know quest content or uh, then a guest speaker and then you know we'll kind of switch it up but sometimes we'll have four guest speakers instead of you know quest content it just depends on who's available what content we have uh, put out there to make sure you know hey we have some new clients coming in you know the time of the year mm-hmm. uh wh- who's going to be looking at what you know april's tax 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 month right right we might be talking about roth conversions or you know making sure you get your contributions in whereas right now we're kind of just making sure hey we have basic self-directed ira 101 mm-hmm. this is what you can do what you can't do and how it works um contributions how much you can put in the account at the beginning of the year um you know looking at case studies what people did last year that did well or did bad or did okay learning mm-hmm. mistakes before you make a decision sure um, and then we those those kind of funnel into our our monthly event which is our trillion dollar investment mixer and that's the fourth tuesday of every month which this month is in replacement uh or replacing it is our casino night party which hope uh, you know Ooh-hoo! have a good night you guys are gonna be out there it's yeah be a lot of fun. uh roaring 20s theme so if, uh, right. anybody wanted to come and attend that it's a good time uh check it out on our website but um it's uh, more of a get back, a big networking event. So it's not just like, okay, sit down for an hour, listen to this person speak. Yeah. It's, uh, hey, let's go have some fun. Let's fake gamble. You know, it's all going to charity anyways. Nice. Um, and, you know, meet new people for the beginning of the year to set up your, your success, right? Yeah. Are you going to dress up for oh, the yeah. 20s? Oh, yeah. Man, I got to get a weird fedora or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to do like a, like a maybe suspenders, maybe a fedora. Ooh. You know, something, you know, I'm going to get a little fake cigar or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of those... Uh, the 20s gangsters looking guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. That's awesome. Um, and so I guess what is one of the, uh, with like new clients that are coming to you guys, like what's one of the most frequently asked questions you hear or like something that people are confused about when it comes to, to you guys or to IRAs in general? Um, the biggest the biggest misconception is that they can't buy a property in an IRA. Okay. They've been told, you know, uh, their their whole, I guess, investment, investing life, uh, lifetime that they can't do it. You know, it's always in the stock market. It's always mutual funds, CDs. Um, but that's the biggest misconception. You can, you just have to find a custodian that allows it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one I'd say probably, be, oh, I make too much money to have a Roth IRA. I, I'm really? A, yeah. So prior to 2010, if you made a, a, over $100,000, you weren't allowed to have a Roth IRA contribute to it at all or anything. Wow. And then they lifted the income limit and said, okay, well, anybody can, but then there's a limit limitation as to how much you make to where you can directly contribute to it or kind of do a backdoor conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they did that, anyone and everyone, no matter how much money you have, how much money you make, can have a Roth IRA. Uh, but a lot of people just don't open one because they want a Roth and then they realize they can't. 
And then I just tell them, no, that's, that's, that's not true. Not true. Yeah. You're wrong. You can, you can do it this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's that conversion? It's a Roth conversion, uh, but it's, it's more commonly known as a backdoor Roth. Um, so if you, if you make over a specific amount on your AGI for the year, you can't make a full contribution to a Roth IRA, but you can still contribute to a traditional IRA and then just convert it, convert that contribution to a Roth and still be able to use those funds to invest through a Roth IRA. Hmm. You don't oh, get any deductions or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it allows you, it allows everybody to to grow a tax-free bucket of money, right. as opposed to just having the only uh, option as a, a tax-deferred bucket and then having to pay taxes on it whenever you retire. Right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, are there any plans to get your uh, family to to come to Austin, or do you like keeping? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've told them a few times. Uh, you know, hey, it's beautiful out here. You yeah. Know, whenever you uh, decide to to retire and you know enjoy life, maybe come out to Austin. Sure. Um, I know my dad. Uh, my dad actually just recently retired. I was going to ask. He's yeah. planning on moving back home, but you know he always wants to come hang out with me on the weekends. Now he doesn't do a whole lot. So All right. Maybe I'll get him to come up here. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, remind me, are you an only child, or do you have any siblings? I have a little brother. Okay. One little brother. Yeah. He's uh, he's in at U of H right now, uh, going for a mathematics degree. Really? Yes. Yeah. Does he want to be kid. a math teacher or what? Is no, he gonna... I don't know what he wants to do. He, I told him I'd be cool if you're going to go for that. Maybe go, you know, try to work for the government, do some crazy stuff. Heck yeah. Um, but oh. as of now, he said, I don't know. We'll just see what options are when I'm done. But nice. yeah, he said it's NASA. pretty hard. So that's yeah. what I said. NASA, yeah. NSA, something right. crazy, right? Yeah. I always think about Goodwill Hunting. How he was like, <laughs> yeah, just super smart, <laughs> super smart. Yeah. yeah. No, my uh, he's uh, little brother's a big introvert, really smart kid. So who knows uh-huh. what? Who knows what he's going to do? Sure. Big big ups to him. Yeah. So I got you. That'll be your next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be, my, he'd be my finance yeah. guy, yeah. my money guy. Look That's at the numbers. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, how pumped are you about LSU? Oh, man. I can't wait for Monday. Yeah? I'm so excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. You guys you guys been following LSU a lot? Or? Yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. Sammy, the guy that owns this or has this space, is a big LSU guy. I, I figured when I saw the Breeze helmet back yeah, there. there. Yeah, there you go. That's shout-out to uh, – that's a good segue for our sponsor, Texas Best Credit Repair, yeah. <laughs> owned nice. by Sammy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they sponsor the show. Sammy's an awesome dude. Yeah, I met him before. He's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped about LSU. My whole family, my mom, my mom's side is from Baton Rouge. Oh. So it's like, yeah, they like <laughs> keep boasting about Joe Burrow and they're like, oh my God, he's, he's Jesus Christ, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's the uh, same thing for everyone in my family. It's all yeah. I see on the Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted him to play Ohio State. No, I did too. I was really hoping Ohio State LSU you know, was going to play. He, was, he went to Ohio State. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 That would have been good. Yeah, I got yeah, screwed was, on that. Some of those calls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did too. It was not a good game, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So earlier you were talking about some legislation that changed. Right. That was pretty important. Uh, uh, can you touch on that. Yeah, the Secure Act. Um, it was just passed and went into effect January one of this year. Um, there, are, there's a decent amount of changes, but uh, the main ones I wanted to focus on just for IRA investors were um, the RMD uh, age, so your required minimum distribution in your traditional IRA and any other deferred account. At the age of 70 and a half, prior to January 1, you had to start taking distributions, your required minimum distributions, to start paying the taxes on that deferred funds that you've been growing over mm. time. So the IRS, basically, they want their money. Sure. They say you're old enough to start paying me because you're going to die at a certain time. <laughs> Can you, so you said, so I thought you don't pay the taxes. You don't as you as the account grows and as you invest it. But mm-hmm. once you get to once a certain age. 70. 70 and a half. And a half. Yeah, and you start ages. taking it out, <laughs> then you pay the taxes on what you get. Right. So the, the required uh, minimum distribution calculation is basically the market value of the IRA uh, as of the 31st of that year. And then there's a, um, and I wasn't kidding when they say that they want their money before you die, there's a life expectancy table. There's actually three of them. And you use the, the factor per your age, divide it into the market value of the account, and whatever that 
value is, that's what you have to distribute by the 31st of the year. Wow. That's what you owe taxes on. Uh-huh. And um, one of the cool things about it is that you doesn't have to come out of one specific account. If you have multiple ones, as long as you satisfy the full amount, the IRS is fine. Um, but the age went up to 72. So get another year and a half. Yeah, a little, an extra year and a half to maybe work some more, put some more money away. One step closer to death. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Still the same life expectancy tables, but you get an yeah. extra year and a half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you're... If you turn 70 and a half prior to January 1, you're still might as well stay on your, uh, you know, scheduled payouts or payments. Um, and then if you turn 70 and a half January 1 or later, you can wait till 72 to take that first RMD. Um, that was one of the main ones. Uh, another one would be that uh, you uh, now up to the age of 75, you can still contribute to an IRA if you have earned income. Okay. Um, prior to that, it was 70 and a half. Um, so now 75 years old. I wonder why they're changing this. I mean, like... Well, more people are working from, I mean, uh, there's, there's later years. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not retiring because the retirement age quote unquote from the IRS is, uh, 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 mind is 59 and a half. Okay. That's the, still the 59 and a half is whenever your Roth IRA becomes seasoned, you're old enough to start taking distributions without penalties and potentially tax free, you know, if it's a seasoned account. Yeah. Um, social but, security, I think. Right, right. Right. And then, yeah, social security kicks in different, different things. I mean, they have these crazy limits on certain ages, but, uh, 70 is when most people at in the past, I guess, on average, were retiring. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, all right, you know, next next half of year, you're going to want to start taking that money because you're retired. Got it. Uh, but more people are working longer, so the they IRS is extending it and allowing more people to be able to contribute and, and uh, save up more money a little Got bit it. longer. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. good news. Uh, the other really big one, uh, the rest of them, I mean, again, you can. it's just called the SECURE Act. If you, you, you know, Google it, uh, you know, check it out on the IRS website as well. It'll break down all the different stuff. Um, but the other main one that I'd say you need, really need to know about if you're an IRA investor is inherited IRAs uh, or the stretch IRA, what most people are, are uh, familiar with. Um, you used to have a few different options to either do uh, a specific type of distribution. Mm-hmm. You could do lifetime payments if you're the beneficiary, so you can extend it out as long as possible. Um, you can do a five-year rule where you have to distribute the account within a five-year period. Um, you could have disclaimed it, different things like that, and um, a lot of that's going away with the new IRA rules for the stretch IRA or inherited IRA, you have to distribute it within 10 years mm. unless you're a spouse inheriting it. Um, a, uh, if you're disabled and you're inheriting it or it's some sort of like a uh, terrible terminal illness and mm. you inherited it. Other than that, everybody else, you have to do it within 10 years, distribute the, the funds in it, either pay the taxes, distribute the proper, I mean, whatever's inside of the account has to be distributed completely in a 10-year period instead Man. of being able to do it over a lifetime. That's so interesting. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, they they were saying that the rules were going to change back whenever the the new tax law was going to come out or came out back in 2018. Yeah. But nothing really happened to it. Um, but it, it just kept mentioning it over time, over time, and finally, it's been put into law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you say distribute it, you mean like give it away? <laughs> well, take it out. You have to distribute it to yourself. Got right? it. So, okay. Right? Yeah. You so, can't just keep it in that account. No. Yeah. Right. So you have to have it out over a certain time. So once you've inherited it, the person who originally did all the, you know, investing that you got the funds from or the account from, they had to, you know, they had their own requirement. They have to take that money out by 70 and a half prior to the new right. law. Now you're the one who's responsible for it. The IRS still wants that tax money. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I never thought about that. Yeah. It's deferred. Right. I just, I thought it was deferred and you just never paid it. It's just deferred till <laughs> That would be later. awesome. Till, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. So it's just a way to get people to invest. Right. I mean, and being able to, to invest more funds without worrying about having to pay extra money whenever you, you know, get a return. Right. Um, I mean, think about it. If you make, you know, $100,000 on a deal on top of whatever you're making for the year 
and then you have to pay taxes on it as well. Right. It's you know could be to the point where it's like all right, well that was my one and only deal. Now I have to start all over again. Right. Um, but yeah, doing it through a retirement account. One, it's sheltered because it's in an entity like an IRA. Uh, so the asset is owned by the IRA instead of you as an individual. So if anything worst case scenario happened, it doesn't really come back on you. Could blow up your whole IRA, but at least you personally doesn't touch your assets. Um, as well as you know being able to continue to grow this bucket of money without having to worry about where it needs to go, having to pull money out, paying taxes, penalties. It's all just redeployed out for new investments. Got it. Is IRA an investment retirement account? Uh, individual retirement account. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I was just guessing. Nobody, nobody <laughs> knows, man. Nobody knows. Nobody ever knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can, I guess, our guests or, or, excuse me, our listeners find out more about you or the, I guess, the events that you guys have going on? Uh, questtrustcompany.com. It's uh, just as easy as that. You can go to the event tab. Click on the Austin tab, Houston, Dallas, wherever you may be listening. Um, we have all live events. They're all on there. And then anything that we may be doing online or elsewhere will be on the uh, webinar tab. Otherwise, you can go to the uh, education tab and get all of our pre-recorded classes, tons of articles written by principals of the company, um, a bunch of different educational tidbits here and there about what you need to know, don't need to know, new legislation, new rules, whatever you may need. Mm. What about, uh, just last question, advice for entrepreneurs? Or business owners, mm-hmm. just personal advice? like uh, Definitely need a Roth IRA if you don't have one. Uh-huh. You need to use it uh, because, I mean, the younger you are, the longer you grow it, the bigger that bucket of tax-free money is going to be whenever you're t- tired of working, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and also look into the self-employment options uh, when it comes to retirement accounts. SEP IRAs, cool. simple IRAs, um, see what you can do for you know business growth in retirement accounts. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. I really enjoyed being on it. Um, One more question. So for those those lunch and learns, are they free or does it cost money for people to go to them? They're free for everybody, whether you're a client or not. Anyone and everyone can come to those events. So there's no excuse, guys. Yeah. To listeners. (laughs) You got to come. You get free lunch. What kind of lunch are we talking about? Uh, Anything from pizza to sandwiches to to Mexican food. Yeah, usually just little things here and there. A little variety. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then are there still... I think this podcast is going to come out before the Roaring Twenties party, okay? Which is on the twenty eighth. Right. So this will come out before then. Um, how can people? I'm going to put a link, uh, but how can people find out? Are there more tickets available? Yeah, definitely more tickets available. Um, again, you can just do it online. But if you if you want to put a link so they can reach out to it, uh, just click register for the event. You can get a ticket. It's ten dollars, but again, all proceeds are going That's to nothing. the Caritas Caritas. People say it different of Austin uh-huh. for the. Uh, uh, homeless people of, of, of the city. Oh, cool. Uh, so everything's going to them. We'll be cutting a check to them. Hopefully a few of those people will be out there, too, if you want to talk to them. Oh, nice. Right. That's awesome. So do some fake gambling. and Fake gambling. I think uh, once you register, right when you walk in, you get your fake money. Oh, I love fake money. To the, to the bartender, get a prohibition drink, and Ooh. then go around at the tables. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. It's going to be cool. fun. Cool. All right. Well, Keaton, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you. Um, and... Can anybody find out more about you? If they, did you give your contact information? Uh, it's uh, Keaton Munster. Um, you can email me, Keaton.Munster, Quest Trust Company. Uh, or no, just kidding. Keaton.Munster at QuestTrust.com, my bad. Okay. Um, and uh, you can call the main line and ask for me, or you can check out my LinkedIn, just first name, first name, last name, Keaton Munster. Um, always call and ask, shoot me an email. I'm glad to talk to anybody about anything retirement account-wise. Cool. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to you uh, growing your portfolio and starting that syndication. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll have you back on. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. See you later, guys. Thank you. Thank you.